Hello, everybody, and welcome to Exploring Middle Earth. Welcome. Yes, this is episode 51. Wow. One, the we, one after uh, the 50th. We made it over the 50 mm-hmm. peak. We peaked. Yeah, we made it over the hill. Yeah. Now we only have downhill to go from yeah, here. No, that's, that's Just great. Kill, killing. Just kidding. <laughs> we have some good plans, so yeah, we stay do. tuned for that, but for right now, just listen to this episode. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so my name's Jay. Uh-huh. Uh, the other voice you hear is Grant. Yes. You probably already me. know us. If you don't... Uh, Hi. Grant's Tolkien expert. I know less than Grant, but, you know, I've learned a lot through this podcast. Yes, you have, yeah. Yeah. But, so today, we're doing a pretty broad topic, the kingdoms, Kingdom of Arnor. We're going to do a deep dive on that and yeah. the kingdom itself and then what happened after it fell, which is, sorry, spoiler, but yeah, <laughs> whatever, all that happened... Up until the end of time. Yeah, and uh, my dog right now is uh, sniffing the, the sound effects keyboard. She's just, just making kinda, oh, wow, yeah. dude. She, making uh, sure it sounds good. She gave it just a little bit of a lick. Yeah. She's uh, really interested in that. That's weird. Yeah. Okay. Hey, uh, yeah, <laughs> okay, we'll just get into it. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about the Kingdom of Arnor, like Jay said, and uh, we're going to talk about uh, kind of its evolution um, into a fallen kingdom, basically. Yeah. Um, the Kingdom of Arnor was located in Eriador in the northwest of Middle-earth, so if you have your Lord of the Rings books or if you have a map up of it, um, you'll see all of Eriador. Um, it's a pretty wide land, so it was a pretty big kingdom, and it was mostly found between the Gulf of Loon to the Loudwater River uh, west to east and beyond the North Downs to the uh, north, and the River Grey Flood in the south. So that was kind of its boundary. Um, It consisted mostly of moors and hilly regions with wetlands, forests, and grasslands, notably the um, Old Forest and a ton of different hills. The North Downs, South Downs, Tower Hills, White Downs. Up Downs. uh, Weather Hills. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of different It sounds uh, like classic England, just hilly. Yeah. And, uh, well, that is part of the, uh, Tolkien did model most of Eriador and especially the Shire, which is located in Eriador after England. So Mm -hmm. there you go. Good job, Tolkien. Um, the Dunedain, (laughs) the Dunedain, uh, which is the, or which are the Numenorians in exile, um, lived in Arnor throughout Eriador, but could mostly be found in larger groups in the city of Anuminas, which was upon Lake Evendim, and in Fornost, a Rhine, which was mostly like a like a fortress city. And then they also lived in Bree, which was inhabited by middlemen too, and its other smaller villages, and also Lond Dyer and Tharbad, which we've talked about Tharbad in a previous episode, yeah. which was a kind of like a, uh, like a, a city that was built on the fords of a river, and then Londire was built at the very end of that river um, on the coast, and it was a port town. Um, An import import town. It was important. Yeah. Uh, when the Numenorans first arrived in, that <laughs> was a fun fact. And the Numenorans first arrived in Middle Earth after the fall of Numenor, they brought with them the seven seen stones or the Palantiri. Uh, you've probably heard of Palantiri from like the Two Towers, Return of the King movies, the yeah. black crystalline orb or whatever that you can kind of they have see them things in, in rings of the power too or rings yeah. of power <laughs> not rings of the power <laughs> rings of the power wow dude <laughs> uh arnor had three of them one in amansul which was also known as Weathertop, where um frodo and the hobbits and aragorn fought off the uh, ring wraiths and frodo was stabbed yeah yeah, yeah. um Classic. 
and that one was used to communicate with the Osgiliath Stone in the south in uh, Gondor. And then there was one also in the capital city of Anuminas, probably used by the king. And there was one in Elosterion, which was a tall tower looking out to um, the sea, the Great Sea. And it was used to communicate with the Master Stone on Tol Erisea, far in the west, and could not communicate with any other stone. Uh, Elosterion was, like I said, a tall tower. And guess where it was built? Where? In the Tower Hills. Oh, nice. (laughs) But I think the hills were called the Tower Hills because of it. (laughs) Shout out to them for being creative with names. Yeah, it's creative. I guess shout out to Tolkien. Yeah. Um, (laughs) The Elysterian stone remained in the tower until the end of the War of the Ring. uh, So obviously where all the movies are. And was brought back to Tol Arisea by Círdan when all of the ring bearers left. Círdan, the shipwright. Oh, wait, that was the wrong one. (laughs) Where's the... There it is. I was trying to find Schwing. I like (laughs) Círdan. The stones of of Anuminas and Weathertop were both sunk in the Ice Bay of Forakel when the last king of Arthodyne had them aboard as he tried to escape the forces of Angmar. And we'll get to that topic a little later on in the episode. Yeah, Yeah, we will. The uh, the, uh, Numenorians in exile were at first welcomed by the High King Gilgalad of the Elves and by the men already living in Eriador. Even though it was considered the seat of the High King of the Duminodyne, I said doom and dying. <laughs> hey, that's okay. Uh, and was the elder of Gondor. It was never as powerful nor populated as Gondor. And Numenas was made the capital city of the Dúnedain um, overall. Uh, during the War of the Last Alliance, late in the Second Age, when Sauron returned to Middle-earth and began attacking his new neighbors in Gondor, the forces of Arnor joined up with the forces of Gilgalad and Elrond in Eridor, and they were very successful despite having the war last several years. And they pushed all the way into Mordor, beginning the siege of Barad-dûr. Nice, dude. Um, but High King Elendil and High King Gilgalad both died fighting Sauron, yeah, which uh, <laughs> which weakened Sauron. And Anarion, the son of Elendil, died also. Dang. But the other son of uh, Elendil, Sildor, cut the One Ring off of Sauron's hand, and the war had effectively ended. Nice. So good yeah. for Sildor. Good for Sildor. He's not, but, all, he's not all bad. Again, Isildur became the new king of Arnor, although he never stepped foot in the kingdom. He spent the first few years repairing Gondor and instructing his nephew on how to rule Gondor. So uh, then he started to travel north to go to Arnor, and he was killed while carrying the One Ring near the Gladden Fields, and he was ambushed by orcs and was betrayed by the ring. And his son Valendil, still left behind in Rivendell, he becomes the next king of Arnor, even though he's very young. Dang, dude. Um, Arnor never fully recovered from the losses during the war, and many oh. places became abandoned. So very early on, Arnor already started to lose its population. Yeah. So sad, sad time. Uh, Arnor continued well into the Third Age with a limp in its walk. Uh <laughs> By the 800s of the Third Age, the population of Anuminas declined to the point of no return, and Fornost had taken its place as the capital and the seat of the king. And after the death of the tenth king, Iarnor, the kingdom was divided into three smaller petty realms ruled by his sons. Only in Arthodyne, which was one of the realms, did the line of Isildur continue without fault. Mm-hmm. And this is where I will lead, leave, leave it, leave it, leave it Jay. to Jay. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. I'm going to talk about those three kingdoms that Grant just mentioned. Yeah. Um, it, most of this, um, I'm just going to tell the story of them because I. Just, How about it? I tried to 
split it into three things, but their stories are so interwoven. Yeah, and this is not much on the other two. Yeah, this is a story of Arth- of Arthedain with the other two mixed in. Yes. But so, like Grant said, the line of Isildur was maintained in Arthedain, which was very important because that was the kings, and so that gave them power over the other two uh, kingdoms. Yeah. Um, they also retained Weathertop and its Palantir, um, as well as the two others, um, which led to a lot of strife and contention between the three kingdoms. Yeah. So this is a quick passage from Appendix A. Uh, there was often strife between the kingdoms, which hastened the waning of the Dunedain. The chief matter of the debate was the possession of the Weather Hills and the last westward, in the land westward towards Bree. Both Rudar and Cardalon. Car- Cardolan. Cardolan. Those are the other two, Rudon and Cardolan. Yeah. Uh, desired to possess Amansul, which is Weathertop, which stood on the borders of the realms. For the Tower of Amansul was the ch- held the chief palantir of the north, and the other two were both in keeping in Arthedain. So pretty much Arthedain has everything, and the other two, Rudar and Cardolan, uh, have nothing. Yeah. But they're still kingdoms, so you got to give it to them for that. So... Uh, when Melvigil of Arthedain became king in 1272, orcs began to trouble the region. So, uh, they even though they had all that power and stuff, they still had some problems. So this is another uh, um, passage. It was in the beginning of the reign of Melvigil of the Arthedain that evil came to Arnor. For at that time, the realm of Angmar rose in the north beyond the Entmors. Its land lays on both sides of the mountains. And there, and there were gra- gathered many evil men and orcs and other fell creatures. Uh, the lord of the land was known as the Witch King, but it was not known until later, which Grant will get into. Yeah. Um, so <coughs> the Witch King was uh, orchestrating all this, but they had no idea. They just thought some orcs were coming to attack. Um, and they came with the purpose, this is a little further down, uh, with the purpose of destroying the Dunedain and Arnor, seeing hope in their disunion while Gondor was strong. So they, the a witch king of Angmar, saw that they had this strife between the three kingdoms and that it was weakening them. Uh, so he's like, we're going to go attack now. So after Malgil, Malvgil, his <laughs> son Argleb I reclaimed lordship over all of Arnor since Rudar and Cardolan had no living descendants of Isildur. Uh, Rudar refused to cl- refused this claim and al- allied with Angmar, uh, so they turned bad. Um, and that is the important part of the line of Isildur because uh, none of the other two or the other two kingdoms didn't have it, but Arthedain did, so they were able to um, keep their power. So Argleb fell in the battle with Rudar. His son Ar- Arveleg avenged his father by taking retaking the Weather Hills, aided by Linden and Cardolan. However, a great host issued from Angmar in Third Age fourteen oh nine, invading Arthedain and taking Weathertop. Um King Arvleg Arvleg the first was slain, as well as the last Prince of Cardolan. Um and Rudar was occupied by Angmar and Cardolan was ravaged. But not all things not all bad things were happening because um, in 1601, two Followhide brothers, Markjo and Blanco, crossed the Brandywine with many hobbits with the permission of King Argleb II and established the Shire. Yeah. Yeah, we like the Shire. We do. Um, and it previous, the place where the Shire was had previously been hunting grounds for the King of Arnor. Yeah. 
And I'm going to go into the Shire a little bit later in the episode, but for right now, you just need to know the two Falahide brothers crossed the Brandywine with permission, obviously, mm-hmm. and they were able to set up a uh, little area that they called the Shire. Uh, speaking of the Shire, too, um, if you've ever listened to our first episode, you'll know that the sound quality <laughs> was not that good because we were working with a cheap microphone between three of us. Yeah. <laughs> and so we're actually going to re-record that first episode at some point. We're not sure if we're going to be able to do it with Zach or not, but we are going to re-record that first episode um, with all the facts in there so you guys can listen to that, and then we'll we'll keep the actual original still up there um, mm-hmm. if you if you like it for some reason <laughs> want to listen to it. Um, trying to make your ears bleed. Yeah, but so so we will we will re-record that basically just on the whole topic of the Shire and Hobbits. I think it was called Concerning Hobbits. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so we will re- re-record that at one point. We'll get to know all about the Shire again. So that should be in the next few weeks. We just have to figure out if yeah. uh, Zach is still alive or not. Yeah, we just got to figure out logistics. So yeah. yeah, we'll we'll get to that though. We'll get to it. Yeah. So moving past the Shire, my last thing for this section is the Great Plague. Oof. Um. Similar to what we just had, I guess, kind of. We didn't really have... This is not as... Probably not in the scope of what yeah. this is, but yes. This is more like the Black Plague than COVID. Yeah. So the hobbits and the remaining men of Arthedain suffered losses in the Great Plague of 1636. So this is a... Uh, what time did the actual Great Plague happen? I, I don't was know. probably close to the time. Here, I'm going to read a quote so you can look it up. This yeah. is a quote from the Appendix A, where all the other ones are from, obviously. In the days of Argleb II... Plague came into Eriador from the southeast, and most of the people of Cardolan perished. Uh, the hobbits and all the other people suffered greatly, but the plague lessened as it passed northward, and the northern parts of Arthedane were less affected. It was at this time that it was at this time that an end came of the Dunedain of Cardolan, and the evil spirits out of Angmar and Rudar entered into the deserted mounds and dwelt there. So when was it, Grant? The Black Death. Was the bubonic plague pandemic oh, occurring in Western Eurasia and North Africa from 1346 to 1353, with the peak being 1347 to 1351, mm-hmm. causing the deaths of 75 to 200 million people? Dang, dang, that's um, a lot of people. Yeah, that's so sad, dude. that's for the plague, not the people who die. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was more like the 1500s, but I guess I was wrong. So. Hey, that's okay. Yeah. But yeah, so plague ravaged through, killed a lot of people. It just really messed up the whole vibe of the land, dude. Yeah, yeah. But you know, the Shire survived, obviously. But I'm going to pass it back to Grant, and Grant's going to continue on with the rest of Arthedain and whatever, whatever else happened after. And whatevs, yeah. Just stuff, dude. That's yeah, so Arthedain, as we know, is the kind of successor of Arnor, and like I was saying earlier, Isildur's line from father to son, it continued. Um, so yeah, we still got we still got the whole unbroken line of Isildur there, and Elendil yeah. technically. Good stuff. Um, but in the Third Age, 1974, what else happened in 1974? I don't know. I was thinking of our world. Yeah, that was before my time, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really know what happened. The uh, the Witch King attacked during uh, an especially harsh weather storm wow, in dude. the winter, <laughs> and uh, the city of Fornost fell to his army, and the remaining forces were driven west over the Gulf of Loon and into the Linden. 
but King Arvidua fled to the Ice Bay of Forakel while his son Arnarth was in the Grey Havens, and he warned Círdan about the disaster at Fornost. An attempt was made to rescue Arvidua, but his ship sank along with the treasures in the two Palantiri and other artifacts. At Arvidua's birth, Malbeth the Seer, who is an interesting character, foretold that he would be the last king of Arnor at his birth, and the prophecy now was fulfilled. Oh, wait, so, wait, wait. What was the name of the baby born? Arvidua. And who was that seer person? Malbeth. Okay, I thought that they named the kid the seer, and then he proclaimed at his own birth that he was going to be the last king. Oh, no. I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> that would be kind of cool, though. You um, out, Guys, I'm the last king. Yeah. Uh, basically, right now, so basically, I'm going to read passage. Um, and it's basically just what I said. Uh but this obviously gives better detail. Mm-hmm. In 1974, the power of Angmar arose again, and the Witch King came down upon Arthedain before winter was ended. He captured Fornost and drove most of the remaining Dúnedain over the Loon. Among them were the sons of the king. But King Arvidua held out upon the North Downs until the last, and then fled north with some of his guard, and they escaped by the swiftness of their horses. For a while, Arvidua hid in the tunnels of the old dwarf mines near the far end of the mountains, but he was driven at last by hunger to seek the help of the Lossoth, the snowmen of Forakel. Snowmen, the Lossoth are cool, too. Dang. There's some subjects we could go over there. Snowmen, like, from Letters to Father Christmas. Right. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Uh, Some of these he found in a camp by the seashore, but they did not help the king willingly, for he had nothing to offer them, save a few jewels which they did not value. And they were afraid of the witch king, who they said could make frost or thaw at his will. But partly out of pity for the gaunt king and his men, and partly out of fear of their weapons, they gave them a little food and built for them snow huts. There Arvidu was forced to wait, hoping for help from the south, for his horses had perished. They probably ate the horses. Dang. Yeah. Fine, I guess. I wonder what they taste like. Uh, meat. Really do. Meat. Dog food. Um, <laughs> when Círdan heard from Arnarth, son of Arvidua, of the king's flight to the north, he at once sent a ship to Forakel to seek for him. The ship came there at last after many days because of contrary winds, and the mariners saw from afar the little fire of driftwood which the lost men contrived to keep alight. But the winter was long in losing its grip, loosing its grip that year. And though it was then March, the ice was only beginning to break, and lay far from out, far out from the shore. When the snowmen saw the ship, they were amazed and afraid, for they had seen no such ship out on the sea within their memories. But they had become now more friendly, and they drew the king and those that survived of his company out over the ice in their sledding carts, as far as they had dared. In this way, a boat from the ship was able to reach them. But the snowmen were uneasy, for they said that they smelled danger in the wind, and the chief of the Lossoth said to Arvidua, Do not mount on the sea monster. If they have them, let the seamen bring us food and other things that we need, and you may stay here till the witch-king goes home. For in summer his power wanes, but now his breath is deadly, and his cold arm is long. But Arvidua did not take his counsel. He thanked him, and at parting gave him his ring, saying, This is a thing of worth beyond your reckoning, for his ancient tree alone... It has no power save the esteem in, in which those hold it may love my house. It will not help you, but if ever you are in need, my kin will ransom it with great store of all that you desire. Yet the counsel of the Lossoth was good, by chance or by foresight, for the ship that had not reached the open sea when a great storm of wind arose, and came with blinding snow out of the north, and it drove the ship back upon the ice and piled ice upon it. 
Even the mariners of Cirdan were helpless, and in the night the ice crushed the hull and the ship foundered. So perished Arvadua last king, and with him the Palantiri were buried in the sea. It was long afterwards that news of the shipwreck of Forakel was learned from the snowmen. Good job. That was a good passage. <laughs> oh. Thank you. Yeah, well, um, I pulled up some events that happened in 1974. Oh, yeah, here. yeah. Tell me. Um, these are mostly American events because yeah. um, that's just what came up. Uh, Richard Nixon became the first president forced to resign after Watergate. Oh, yeah. Uh, the 55-mile-per-hour speed limit was imposed. Dang. Um, Sears, Sears Tower became the tall, world's tallest building. Nice. Um, and then this one I'd never heard of, but it says the Kuitani Native American tribe in Idaho declares war on the United States. Huh. I never knew that. I wonder who won. <laughs> It'd have to be, <laughs> unless it's still going. I never heard about that. But also, it's interesting, cost a gallon of gas, 42 cents. Nice. Dang, what would I, I would give a lot to get 42 cents yeah. gas gallon. Right. That'd be nice, dude. Um, nice. Let's bring that back, dude. Let's bring <laughs> it back, man. So uh, back to the war against Angmar. So now uh, the last king, Arvidua, has sunk beneath the waves in the ice bay of Forakel. And with it went the Palantiri of Anuminas and Weathertop. And yep, yeah. so sad days. Uh, but the battle still wages on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Uh, Gondorian forces under the captain Aarnor uh, finally came to aid fallen Arthodyne, and they landed in the Grey Havens and attacked the forces of the Witch King with the largest army seen in Eriador since the days of the last alliance so many years ago. That's crazy. The Arnorians who had fled to Linden joined the army and they marched towards Fornos, now held by the Witch King. A final battle was made in the hills of Evendim, and there they were also joined by a small force of elves from Rivendell, led by Glorfindel. Angmar was promptly destroyed by the witch, but the witch king survived and fled from the north. Arthodyne also fell, and Arnarth became a chieftain of the wandering Dunedain, now known as the Rangers of the North. And the chieftains were always fostered in the home of Elrond in Rivendell. And I also want to make note: I didn't write this down yet, but um, Arnor, the captain of Gondor, he, um, as he is driving the witch king away at the end of the war. Um, the witch king kind of makes like a challenge to like duel him, but I I think it's um I think it's Glorfindel who says like like your hands I think Glorfindel is the one who makes the prophecy that like no man can kill him yeah and then but obviously Arnor is kind of disturbed by it because he he well, obviously had a big ego so he wanted and to he's a man. challenge him yeah <laughs> um so he. So he got all mad about it, and then yeah. later on, we'll we'll talk about this if we do a history of Gondor uh, uh, episode pretty soon. That'll probably have to be two parts because it's a long one. <laughs> yeah. Fun fact. Um, but actually, later on, um, he since he is successful in battle, he does become a king of Gondor, even though he is not in line to become king because there's some other things that happen with the kings there. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the kings of Gondor started not, to not have kids, and then so like some successful captains and generals of the armies would take over as king. So he became one of the last kings of Gondor, actually. Um, the realm of Gondor lost, lasted far longer than Arnor, but the line of kings, not much longer. Dang. They only had two more kings after Arnor. 
which is yeah. kind of interesting to think about. These kings have to start having more kids. Yeah, I know. Or they should have. I guess they can't anymore. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So that is the very end of the kingdom of Arthedain in the kingdoms of Cardolan and Rudaur, of course, and yeah. also the kingdom of Angmar. Dang, dude. And they now, had a good run. Yeah, and now I leave it to Jay, unless we want to do a little break. Let's do an ad break. Yeah, let's do a little break. We'll get you a little break in there, and then we'll continue on what happens after the war with the Witch King, and then we'll do some trivia and some current events. Okay. Hey everyone, have you been wondering where you can see the behind the scenes of this podcast or correct us when we inevitably get something wrong on the podcast? Well, I'm here to let you know. You can find us on Instagram at exploringmiddle__earth or on Twitter at expmiddleearth. If you don't want to look those up, links to both of those will be in the show notes. Alright everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Uh... Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I hit them. Nice. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed that little ad break thing. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to we're gonna run it back with what happens after Arnor slash Arthodyne has ended, and Jay will take over that. Yeah. Well, welcome back, guys. I'm going to tell you guys a little bit more about a little more stuff. So we're going to talk about the bar- barrel whites right now. Yeah. Um. Uh, the Barrel Whites were a kind of undead-like creature, dead bones animated by evil spirits, kind of like Draugs in Skyrim. Or I guess they're not just from, from Skyrim, but that's yeah. probably what most people know them from. Yeah, Norse mythology. Yeah, kind of like zombies, but like s- just bones, not skin and bones. And they also don't try to eat your brains. They just try to kill you. And they're like spirits, kind of. So the only way they're like zombies is that they're undead. Yeah. But um, it was not... It's not known specifically what they are or what they were before. If they were perverted Maiar, <laughs> swing a per- a pervert, yeah, or uh, spirits of orcs, fallen Avari, or evil men. Uh, it Tolkien doesn't really specify exactly what they are, but that also is kind of cool because then it leaves it up for like they're more mysterious. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I, I, got, I got you, man. But um, in. Uh, this is just what it means. A barrow, barrow. Sorry, I don't know. What I said barrow. <laughs> a barrow is a bur- burial mound, and uh, that was used in the Neolithic times. And a white or white, but it's W I G H T, yeah, not W H I T E. Yeah. Uh, a white is from Old English. Wihit, W I H T, uh, is a person or other sentient being. So it's uh, like a burial mound, and then a sentient being, a person. Which makes bu- Barrow Whites. Um, so the Barrow Whites began appearing in the Barrow Downs, which we'll talk about in a second, after the Dunedain of Cardolan succumbed to the ravages of the Great Plague. Uh, these evil spirits were sent by the Witch King of Angmar, who wished to keep the Dunedain from resettling in the region. Um, so this is just a quick... Um, if you remember from The Lord of the Rings, right after... Just the books, not the movie. Right after... Uh, the four hobbits leave Tom Bombadil's house. Um, they get caught in the Barrow Downs by Barrow Whites. And Frodo wakes up and he hears the uh, Barrow Whites chanting this. Uh, so this is just their little chant, little song, little cheer chant they do. Uh, cold be the hand in the heart and bone, and the cold be sleep under stone, never more to wake in stony bed, never till the sun fails and the moon is dead. 
in the black wind and stars shall die and and still on gold here let them lie till the dark lord lifts his hand over the dead sea and withered land they're probably more creepy when they say than yeah. me Mine cold be hot well how does it go cold be hand and heart and bone cold be hand and heart and bone and cold and cold be sleep under <laughs> you decided stone. to try it for yourself yeah okay well i'm not going to redo that again but um uh, another thing uh, I just mentioned Tom Bombadil or Bombaldi. Yeah, if you listen Bombaldi, to our, our boy. Yeah, if you want to listen to our episode about that, you can. Uh, that's an earlier episode that gives more information on it. But so Tolkien has a uh, outside of the Lord of the Rings legendarium, he has uh, the Adventures of Tom Bombal- <laughs> Bombadil. <laughs> I started to say Bombaldi, <laughs> the Adventures of Tom Bombadil, and it's like little poems yeah. about. Oh, uh, that's a, is that your version of it? Yeah. That's well, this really is a cool. Tolkien reader, so it has a oh. bunch of them, but the it has... That's a cool book. I like that. Thank you. Yeah. It's very fragile, though, so i got to be yeah. careful. It's an old paperback. Yeah. So this is just a snippet from one of the poems that has to do with the Barrow Whites and Tom. Uh, Dark came under hill. Tom, he lit a candle. Upstairs creaking went, turned the door handle. Who, Tom Bombadil, look what Nye has brought you. I'm here behind the door. Now at last I've caught you. You forgotten Barrow White dwelling in the old mound, up up there on hilltop with ring of stones round. He's got loose again, under earth he'll take you. Poor Tom Bombadil, pale and cold he'll make you. Go, shut the door and never come back after. Take away gleaming eyes, take your hollow laughter. Go back to grassy mound on your stony pillow. Lay down your bony head like old man Willow. Those little moments I got flipped the page. Little old man Willow reference yeah. in there too. Uh, like young Goldberry and Badger Falcon Burrow, go back to bury gold and forgotten sorrow. So, um, uh, it's interesting because Tom Bombadil has like power over the Barrow Whites. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, and uh, you see in the Lord of the Rings uh, when the hobbits are caught in the Barrow Downs by the Barrow Whites, uh, Tom Bombadil is the one who comes save them because Frodo sings that song. Yeah. But he doesn't get all the credit because Frodo did cut off the hand of one of them. That's true. Yeah. I uh, Tom Bombadil is definitely one of my favorite characters. Yeah. it's. Uh, I mean, I understand why they didn't include him in the movies, but I wish yeah. they did. Yeah. But if they did, they would have had, we would have seen four naked hobbits, dude. Swing! <laughs> That's true. Yeah. yeah. Dang. I guess it would be rated, that'd be the rated R cut. Rated R. They, if anything, it would have been cool to see it as like a, like, like in the director's cut. My stomach is growling, dude. I'm hey. hungry. Okay. But um, it would have been cool if they did like a director's cut of it and just did like a bonus scene kind of thing. Yeah. Well, it'd be longer than a scene. It's because you got the whole old forest and everything in there too. Yeah. But it's, yeah, I guess it's. Honestly, that would add add like an extra hour. Yeah. But it is like its whole different, it's like a complete different mood switch from what happens. It is, yeah. And it's, I guess you don't lose that much from the story by taking it out, but you it definitely is, keep it, a lot. Yeah. You get a lot. As far as movies go, it definitely was a good decision to keep mm-hmm. it out, but. <laughs> they should do, they should do a miniseries. They should have done, instead of the Rings of Power, they should do uh, t- uh, Tom Bombadil. Yeah. They sick. should do a Tom Bombaldi, like Sopranos type show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Bombaldi. That'd be awesome. Yeah. But so now moving on to the Barrow Downs, which is where the Barrow Whites live. Um, The Barrow Downs or the Trine Gothard, or Gothad. Not Gothard. Yeah, Tiern. Tiern. Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. My apologies for pronouncing things wrong. You'd think after 51 <laughs> episodes, or 50, 
we're almost to two years. Maybe after two years, I'll start pronouncing things right. Yeah. And, but maybe that's why people keep coming back, dude. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know that's not why. I don't think people like <laughs> hearing me mispronounce stuff. Uh, so, Tiern Gothad, Gorthad, sorry. Tiern Gorthad was an area of low hills located to the east of the Shire in the Old Forest in the west of the village of Bree. Uh, they were made by men in the First Age and served as resting places for men of the north, as well as the Dunedain, until the evil spirits, Barrowites, came and began to inhabit their bar- bar- barrows. Not barrows. Barrows. The barrows. They're, gonna, we're gonna, they're like, we're going to borrow this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, Good joke. <laughs> thank you. Good joke. <laughs> yeah. Wow, dude. Um, so when Arnor was uh, sundered into the three realms, uh, like we talked about earlier, uh, the Barrow Downs became part of the realm of Cardolan. Uh When Cardolan fell to Angmar, um, uh, the Dunedain took refuge in the Barrow Downs until the Great Plague wiped out the survivors. Um, and that's part of why... Uh, that's part of why the, one of the reasons that it's um, thought that it, they might be uh, evil men, spirits of evil men, is because they all died there and then they could have the witch king of angmar could have had them, taken them as a t- like undeaded them they're deaded but they're undead yes um but so then that's when the rich the w- rich king i guess the witch king is a rich yeah, king yeah probably <laughs> yeah he's got to be a rich king the rich witch king um unleashed the apparitions the barrow whites upon uh the barrow downs to haunt its great tombs of men for over a millennia in Third Age, 1851, King Arval of Arthedain attempted to resettle Cardolan, but the settlers were driven off or killed by the terror and power of the Whites. Oh no. <laughs> power of the Whites, dude. Oh. That's not good. Uh, a possible real-life inspiration for this place. This is a... Oh, this is a fun oh, fact. No. Possible real-life inspiration for this place uh, was the Barrow Downs of Warwickshire near the village of Longcompton. Uh... So, uh, the village of Longcompton is a small village. It's surrounded by hilly fields, just like what Grant was describing earlier. Yeah. If you just like, I went on Google Maps today and looked at it, and uh, that's what it is. It's this quaint <laughs> little town, village. Sorry, and there's just hills and fields. Yeah. Um. What What was it called again? Uh, the long. It's called Longcompton in Warwickshire. And I believe they pronounce it Warwickshire. Warwickshire, sorry, dude. Yeah. It's because I see the word Shire in there. Yeah. I wonder if to yeah, because you say Shire, but if you have it in there, it's sure Warwickshire. Um. Uh. Um. An uh, interesting fact about Warwickshire is that that's the birthplace of Shakespeare. What? In <laughs> Avon upon Stratford, I think whatever it's called, it's Warwickshire's like the county. Yeah. And Shakespeare was born in Warwickshire specifically. Avon upon Stratford. I think that's what it is. If I'm wrong, then I see a Stratford upon Avon. Yeah, I said it backwards. Stratford upon Avon. Um, do you know what Avon means? No. River. Oh, nice. Um, because when the Romans first came to England, um, and conquered it, they asked a lot of the native Celtic speakers what certain rivers were called, and they kept saying Avon. Mm-hmm. which just means river yeah. and the Romans just took it as, Oh, that's the Avon river. Mm-hmm. So there's actually a ton of river, river. river. There's a ton of rivers in England called the Avon river or river Avon. Nice. Dude. Or nice. Uh, however they pronounce it. Interesting fact. Yes. 
but so um that's the Barrow Downs, but specific, but a little outside of that, the Bree and Shire. We're the Bree and Shire, and we have we have a whole episode on Bree. Um, uh, I think it was a few episodes ago, like forty seven or forty eight or forty nine. Yeah, it might have been forty nine. So I'm just gonna skim over this because we went into depth on that. So if you want to know more about that and the history of Bree and I guess the Shire too, um, you can listen to that episode. But so after the fall of Fornost and Arnor. Uh, the north-south road only uh, used seldomly was referred to as the Greenway, which is uh, we've talked we talked about that in that episode um, because it became overgrown by grass. But Bree continued to exist with the unknown protection of the Rangers of the North. Yeah, dude. Swing. Yeah, dude. I'll talk about them in a second. But even after at the end of the Third Age, we remained relatively prosperous. Um, it was the most westerly settlement of men from the point of view of the Shire by the time of the War of the Ring and had a sizable Hobbit population. But it was near major road crossings, uh, so you could meet men, dwarves, or Hobbits there. And nice. It was a very diversified uh, little little town. Um, and the Rangers of the North were uh, known to stop there. Um, but the Shire faced its adversary since it was inside the range of the Great Plague. Um, and the goblins of Mount Graham... Grom invaded the Shire until they were driven out after the Battle of the Greenfields. Uh, the Shire also suffered because of the long winter and soon followed by the days of Dearth. Dearth. I thought it said death at first. It's Dearth. Dearth? Dearth? Something like that? In the fell winter uh, when the White Wolves entered the Shire. So they had a few years that, you know, they didn't really do very well. Yeah, they had a few years that sucked. Um, But, uh... They they started to come back, and um, Saruman followed Gandalf's interest for the hobbits and put spies in Bree and the South Farthing. Um, in the years leading up to the War of the Ring, his spies saw that the Shire was closely guarded by rangers. Um, and when Gandalf suspected that Bilbo Baggins possessed, possessed the One Ring, the guard was doubled, perhaps as a request to the chieftain Aragorn. So, um, uh, the, the Shire was guarded... By the rangers, uh, because Gandalf sent them there and uh, made Saruman a little suspicious. But um, yeah, you know the th- the Shire just existed. Yeah, you know it did. Not a lot of stuff. Not a lot of big things happened until the War of the Ring. Yeah, I guess a little bit before the um, the Bilbo's adventure. Um, but the War of the Ring was a big thing. But so I mentioned the Rangers of the North. Um, the Rangers were northern wandering people of Eridor. Uh, the last remnant of the Dúnedain of Arnor, who had once peopled the northern or the North Kingdom of Arnor, and uh, they protect protected the lands they wandered. Although their secretiveness made other people consider them as dangerous and distrustful in Bree and the Shire, and they were known in Bree and the Shire they were known as Watchers. Nope. So when I think of Rangers, I think of like a like in video like fantasy video games like the Archer type, like the yeah. sneaky. Yeah. Stealthy archer guy. You know, I, another Skyrim reference, what everybody plays as in Skyrim for the most part. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Have you ever done a play or like a, a campaign where you're not, uh, you don't like stack up your stealth and. um, And just like run out into the open. I know. I mean, like you, you focus you on like do doing stealth. like two handed heavy army or harm armor. Like you uh, don't do stealth and lightweight <laughs> armor and stuff. Light armor. Honestly, I think most of the time I do a mix of both. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I think I usually like doing just like a like a sword or a war axe or whatever, just one of the one-handed weapons, but I really yeah. focus on sneaking. So I wear heavy armor and and like a a one-handed weapon, but then it's like I'm like good at sneaking, but then I also use the bow a lot. I know I just yeah. I started playing Skyrim like in the winter of I don't know, it was probably like earlier this year. Um well, not for the first time. You not for the again. first time. Yeah, it was yeah, just Grant a, knows was, stuff. Too. It was just another. <laughs> it was just another go around yeah. of Skyrim. But that was like I used my bow a lot more than I normally do. So I guess I did pick up more of that ranger type. Yeah. But it was actually a lot of fun because I've never done that before. And it's I, just the coolest. And I was able to like, I was actually able to beat like certain like boss fights easier because I was taking out some of the guards that were walking around. Yeah, that annoy you when you're trying to kill someone. <laughs> I always end up joining the Dark Brotherhood because I like the same. stealth stuff. Yeah, yeah. same. Yeah, it's kind of cool. But, you know, we don't have to talk. We can't. I mean, we could just talk about Skyrim. But We'll, this we'll start a Skyrim podcast. Yeah. We still have to start that uh, Webkin's podcast we never did. Ah, right, yeah. I so, did a, sorry, Pilfs. We'll I, do that. I did a poll on if people would listen to the Skyrim podcast, and the majority of the people voted no. So Or, no, uh, Webkin's podcast. Oh. Majority of people voted no. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> But okay, so back to the Rangers and Middle Earth. Arvadui's son and heir, Arnathar. Arnarth. Arnarth, dude. What the heck is up with these names, dude? Come on, I'm gonna have to talk to Tolkien. Just do regular names like Tim and Todd. That'd be crazy. That'd be a whole different book if it was. Yeah, that'd be. Instead of Gandalf, it's just like Ron. Randolph. <laughs> yeah, Randolph. <laughs> uh, claimed the title of chieftain uh, who would rule the remnants of his people. Elrond had in his keeping the heirlooms of the house of Isildur, the shards of Narsil, the star of Elendil, and the scepter of Anumas. 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 Yes. I've heard that word before. Yeah, I've been saying it. Yeah, dear. And the later the ring of Barhir. Uh, and uh, each of his two heirs uh, were secretly born and raised in Rivendell. Um, they could trace their descendants back to Isildur himself. Sick. And so the rangers became a secretive wandering and nomadic people around Eridor, uh, far from Sauron's spies, and little known or remembered, and their deeds were seldom recorded. So they were so mysterious, people just didn't trust them and didn't didn't know what was up, even though they were they were guarding and protecting them. Dang. So, you know, the War of the Ring happened. Everybody knows what happens yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when they get back, uh, or, <coughs> um, Aragorn... Yes. Uh, is like, hey, hey, I, hey. I think this is my house. Welcome to my house. We said, welcome, welcome to, my to my house. Yeah. Yeah. He walked in like, Aragorn, dude. What so, up, dude? Ar- Arvidui's direct descendant, Aragorn, came forward to make his uh, claim as king. This time, the people of Gondor accepted a high king, and the two kingdoms were restored and reunited at last. Oh, glory, yeah. glory be. I still have this from last <laughs> yeah, episode. There we go. Yeah, we're not. I don't know how much I can play of that. But so Aragorn restored Gondor and repopulated it, or repeopled it. He didn't repopulate it himself. That'd be crazy. Yeah, well, that'd be that'd be crazy. <laughs> he repeopled it. He probably he did a little bit of repopulating himself. Yeah, with took Ar- it into his own. Yeah, hands. with Arwen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but retained Minas Tirith as the chief city. He rebuilt Anumas in Anuminas. Yes. And there you go. And when he went north, uh, he would rule there. He also had the ruins of Fornas rebuilt and made into the great city where men 
uh, dwelt once again. Nice. But the Shire was an exception to this, and uh, though it lay within the reunited kingdom, Aragorn, uh, sorry, Aragorn, made a law that men should not enter it, uh, a law that he observed himself. He didn't even go in, um, even though his friends were there. Dang. Not all of them, because Frodo wasn't there after that. And Bilbo. I guess Bilbo's kind of a friend, you know. He was a little guy, a little friend. But during his reign... uh, uh, he, alongside King Eomer, led mit- military campaigns beyond the Sea of Rune and in the far desert to the south. Uh, uh, the threat of the Corsairs was finally completely subdued during his reign. And he also made peace with the Haradrim after his coronation. So he just, he went out and he's like, I'm going to make peace by war. <laughs> and he made peace by war. Yeah, he did a good job. Yeah. So after Argorn's death in uh, the Fourth Age, 120, his son Elderon, Elderain, Elderon, El- I think it's Eldarion. Eldarion, dude. yeah. Wow, dude, that's me. That's on me, man. Yeah, that's uh, okay. It's okay. Took up the high kingship. Hello. It is said <laughs> that <laughs> Eldarion's reign would have lasted for over about over a hundred years after the death of Aragorn of Eldarion. It was foretold that he should rule a great realm and that it should endure for hundreds of generations, for hundred generations of men after him. That is until a new age brought in again new things, and from him should come the kings of many realms in long days after. But if this foretelling spoke truly, none can now say, for Gondor and Arnor are no more, and even the chronicles of the house of Telcantar, yes. Telcantar and all their deeds and glory are lost. Dang. But you know what? When I read that out loud, you know what it could be? It could be where we are now. Yeah. I think that, well, Just that's kidding. part of Tolkien's whole yeah. thing whole it's stick that's supposed whole to be shtick. like a history of england yeah uh who do you think eldarion was then was that charlemagne or maybe dude i gotta look more into this i can't make it i i'm gonna look dumb if i make a guess i guess um genghis khan genghis dude. khan yeah yeah so that's that's it for that section guys hey we're gonna move on to bigger and better things now like trivia you ready for some trivia i am yeah i also pulled up a web trivia website wait um huh that we can do together oh so you're gonna ask me i'm gonna ask you and then we're gonna do it together yeah oh that'll be fun dude um yeah sorry i was texting my wife for a second there Uh, but i have my own trivia and you have your own trivia but then i have this other website that i kind of want to pull up and see how fun it is just you know what because like because, like, we're going against each other now, and then we're going to work together. Yes. So we'll do yeah. we'll do this, the trivia we have, and then we'll do some current events that I have. It's, it's real quick current yeah. events, and we can do that. So Okay. Uh, I'll go first. Hit me. Hit me. Of the seven Palantiri of the exiled kingdoms, how many did Arnor possess? Three. And where were they located? Um, Arthedain. Uh, but one was on Weathertop. I don't know where the other two exactly were. They were in our Yeah, thing. one was on Weathertop. You yeah. got that. Um, I don't know where the other two were. I just know they were in somewhere in Arthedain. Yeah. They were in a kingdom. They were in a castle. They were in yep, yep. possession. That's where they were. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'll just give it to you. Um, give it to me. And Numenas was one of them. Swing. And then Elostirian, which is one of the tall towers of the oh, Tower Hills. In the Tower Hills. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you did get it. That was Dying the main question. Me. The main question was how many. Yeah. So you got that. Okay. Here, well, since that question had two parts, I'm going to split this question into two parts. Ah. So um, 
What were the names of the two brothers that founded the Shire? Marco Polo. Just kidding. Mm-hmm. Blanco. Yeah, Marco and Blanco. And then uh, the question I had was, uh, what type of hobbits were they? Ooh. Uh, okay, there's... there's What are the three? There's Stores, Fallow Hides, and... Oh, what's the other one? I don't think it's the other one if I can't think of it. Fallow Hides or Stores. Is it a follow hide? Yes, Grant, dude. Oh, sweet. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Yeah, dude. The uh, uh, the other ones you're looking for were Harfoots. Harfoot, yeah. Stewards, you know what? I think I blo- feet. I I think I blocked out Harfoots because of the rings of power. Oh dang, dude. What Harfoots? Yeah, but shut, you know. Shut your. <laughs> Watch your profanity. <laughs> I want to say it. Uh, Do it. Anyway. I'll try to time it. Shut your oh, I didn't think you're actually gonna say it. <laughs> I was going to. <laughs> I was just gonna like censor uh, that. I guess I'll censor that. Um, uh, dang it. This trivia question definitely you know, but that's okay. You'll get this one. Hey, you know what? I don't know most of them, so this is refreshing. <laughs> what was what was the Shire before the hobbits arrived and settled there? It was the hunting grounds? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, after fifty something episodes, I think I deserve a give me, give me, a give me, <laughs> a give me, Aww. a give me, dude. Okay. Gotta give me, give me. Okay. Uh, where was the possible real life inspiration for the Barrow Downs? Um, you said Long Compton, right? Yep. It's just Compton, but longer. Yeah. Or like, was there a specific thing in Long Compton? Well, Long Compton is a specific thing of this place. Oh, but long—I'll take Long Compton because it's more specific than the answer I have written down. And it—it it was. You remember you corrected me on the pronunciation, like of this? Stratford on Avon or something. No, that's where Shakespeare was born. Oh yeah, but this is the county that or Long Compton and Warwickshire. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Congratulations. Sweet, 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 sweet. Um, yeah. I think you'll probably get this one too. What place were the three kingdoms always fighting over? Weathertop. Yeah. Dude, wow. I nice feel good dude. about this one. Good I job. guess they're easy, but... They were a little easier, but that's still pretty good, though. Okay, well, here's your last one. Okay. Uh, what were the rangers also known as in Bree in the Shire? Uh, watchers. Yes, dude. Wow, we did good, dude. Watch your profanity. <laughs> Watch your profanity. Watchers, your profanity. <laughs> I love that little beat. And <laughs> yeah. Watch your profanity. I've, I found the original video... And the reason it's that is because it's like in reality shows when something oh, happens, and it's, it's like, a, oh. like the boom. Yeah, so that's what that is. Oh, uh, okay. I see now. Okay. I like the chemistry that's going on for trivia. I feel good about that. I like that. I one. like that. Uh, we've got some Middle Earth current events. Hey. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Welcome dude. to Middle Earth. Oh. <laughs> Welcome to Middle Earth current events, which are. Events on this earth pertaining to Middle Earth. Yeah, yeah how about Let's that? Let's go. Uh, so we just have a few quick things to run over. Nothing major, unless you count these as major, then these are indeed major. And then if you count them as minor events, then they are minor. Uh, that's a fun, fun fact. fact. <laughs> uh, so the new trailer for The Lord of the Rings, Return to Moria, a new video game, uh, looks a lot more promising than the Gollum game already. Yeah. It will be narrated... By John Reese davies who nice. is the actor who played Gimli in the original trilogy. So that's really cool. Yeah, he's a good And actor. the game will come out in the fall of 2023, so it should be coming up soon in the next few months. Yeah. 
That's so exciting. That, yeah, that's exciting. Um, season two of The Rings of Power has officially wrapped filming um, as of last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, when you guys listen, when the episode comes out, it will be as of last week. Yeah. Um, so it seems like we'll be getting an early 2024 release like I predicted earlier, like nice, spring. Dude. Uh, the Lord of the Rings War of the Rohirrim is set to release in about, I think I saw somewhere, I don't know, I just wrote this down real quick, in 10 months. Oh. Um, so, and it's also set for just over two hours long. So that'll be a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're coming up June 23rd is the release of Magic the Gathering, The Tales of Middle-Earth. So that'll be a whole new um like a what do you call them? Like a card set for Magic: yeah, The Gathering, featuring like Third Age, Lord of the Rings stuff. So I'll just go over a little bit of that. Um, parts of it are controversial because yeah, I was just gonna uh, mention that Wizards of the what is it called? Coast? Wizards of the Coast or, or whatever. Um, the company that runs Magic: The Gathering, they decided to include a lot more diversity into the drawings, which. Like I said, I I I get that they're trying to do that, but then some of the stuff is like, okay, well that's not anywhere near. <laughs> what it should be like especially how Tolkien describes some of the characters as and again it's not supposed to be a race thing and I'm going to just dig myself into a deeper (laughs) hole the more I talk about it but some of the characters are explicitly described having white skin and in the cards some of them have darker skin which isn't a bad thing like I said but it just goes against the description anyways so yeah it's set to come out June 23rd and there are a bunch of different sets you can get. There's a starter kit, some uh, booster packs, and commander decks. I think there's four commander decks. Let me let me see if that's true. Commander decks. Um, commander decks. My name's Commander decks. Commander decks. Let me look at this real quick. That's General decks to you. General decks. <laughs> <laughs> let me. Let Advanced decks. Wait, I, I can't. Okay. Corporal decks. Uh, one of the commanders is Aowen, or as we figured out earlier before the podcast. Oh, no, don't give me credit, Grant. This is you, dude. Oh, this is not it's me. It's actually pronounced. <laughs> I can't pronounce anything. It's actually pronounced Aowen. If you're oh. going with the old English pronunciation, it's Aowen. Dang. So, We're storing storing more first Aowen or uh, not Aragorn. Aragorn. <laughs> Aragorn then Aowen. Aowen. Uh, yes. Yeah, so there's an Aowen commander deck. There is a. Uh, Frodo commander deck. There is a Galadriel commander deck, and there is a Sauron commander deck. So, I've played Magic before, um, just very briefly, and it is actually a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. Because the first impression I had of Magic was just a bunch of nerds in our high school playing. You know how that goes. So, oh, yeah. Sorry, I didn't <laughs> that was loud. Yeah. Um, I didn't hit it very hard. Yeah, so I, I always just thought it was kind of a really nerdy thing. It was. I knew it was like fantasy, and that was pretty cool, but. Um, now that they have a Lord of the Rings one, I might get more into it. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks pretty cool. But I did play it, and I had a lot of fun. So if you like magic, uh, I think that'll be pretty cool. Get into some of the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, fun and fact. not magic, like actual magic. I'm talking about the card game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes. So that is actually it <laughs> yes. for current events. Um, and we're going to do this little trivia thing I found and see if it's worth anything. Trivia time. Welcome to Trivia Time with Jay and Grant. This is Middle Earth Trivia the middle earth trivia not hour to, not to be confused with the other trivia we did <laughs> yeah that was specific topic trivia yeah that's S T T. this is m oh, oh. <laughs> 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 uh 
<laughs> I forgot that it was going to keep going. Uh, like, who's talking? Who's ta- who is that? Yeah. Frank? Um, this website I found these on is called Beano. Beano. B-E-A-N-O. So if you want to do some of these quizzes, you can just find it on there, Beano.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. You probably just have to search up Lord of the Rings quiz or something like that, and there's yeah. a ton of them. Uh, so I'm going to just kind of – I'm going to do a question. This quiz is called – the hardest Lord of the Rings trivia quiz, and some of it has to do with the movies, so it's not going to be all book related. So I'll I'll do the first question, and then I'll hand it off to you, and you ask me the second question. Um, or is that where how we were doing it, right? Yeah. Okay. However you want to do it. Right? Um, first question: Which of these characters was left out of the first film? Was it Tom Bombadil? Tom Bombadil. <laughs> that <laughs> you was got the, it. Oh, that's not hard at all, dude. I know. We also just talked about it. Okay, Grant's passing the laptop <sighs> to me. Um. What does Arwen mean? Or wait, Oops, Aowen. Arwen. But Denise. Oh no, Aowen is Aowen. Sorry, I was getting Arwen is Arwen. Still. So. What does Arwen mean in Elvish? Um, they said elf, elfish on here. Oh. They did. It's not elvish. It's elfish. Uh, star, morning flower, noble maiden, or green woods. I know the the when suffix means maiden, so I'm gonna go with noble maiden. Is it correct? It doesn't say. Oh, do we have to find out at the end? I, I clicked it and it didn't say if it was correct. Oh, I guess we'll find out at the end then. I don't know. I knew Tom Bombadil was the right answer for the other one, but so we'll see. Um, okay, how old is Gandalf supposed to be during the trilogy? So this is wrong already because I know the answer and this is going off the movies. Is he supposed to be 2,000, 80, 30, or 1,000? Um, 2080, what was it, 130 or 1000? 2080, 30 or 1000. Um, I'm just gonna say 2000. Just yeah, I think that's right according to the movie, but um, dog is stepping on me. Oof, oof, ah, oof. But I'm pretty sure in the books, I mean, he's a Maiar, so he's like infinitely old, basically. Yeah, here, Finn, let me just okay. Um, oh, you're gonna get this one. Also, this is this is wrong. The question's wrong. What is the name? The, I'll read the question, then I'll fix it. Okay. What's the name of Smeagol's friend who is with him when he discovers the ring? It's his cousin. Yeah. What's yeah. the name of Smeagol's cousin? I already know this one. Deagle. Yeah, Deagle. <coughs> what were the other options? Uh, I don't. I didn't read them because I knew you would get it. <laughs> let me. Let me see. Beagle, Teagle, and Peagle. Awesome. Which member of the Fellowship kills the most orcs throughout the films? Is it Legolas, Aragorn, Gimli, or Boromir? Uh, uh, it has to be Legolas or Gimli because I remember they count, right? Yeah. But uh, did they tie or it would it would have to be? Uh, I'm gonna guess Legolas. I think Legolas gets like one more, right? Um, I honestly can't. Rem- <laughs> I think that's right, and I think if um. I think if we're being honest, I think it's probably Aragorn, but they don't yeah, talk about but that. Yeah, but yeah, I love Steve Counts. Okay. Yeah. Um. Oh, this one isn't a Middle Earth one. This is just a uh, movie one. Oh. Which member of the Fellowship did not get a tattoo to commemorate the film? Oh, I've heard about this. Orlando Bloom, Elijah Woods, Sean Ben Bean, sorry, Sean Bean, <laughs> or John Reese Davies? Uh. Oh. I feel like it's Sean Bean. Okay, well, I just clicked it. I think that might be it, too, because he left early because yeah. he died. Yeah. <laughs> no, not the guy died. Oh. His character died. 
True or false? Oh, so you only get two options here. Mm. In the books, Faramir marries Aeon. In the books? I'm going to say... Oh, shoot, I, I can't I feel like it's it's true for the movie, too. They just don't show it. Oh, so it's true. Yeah. <laughs> you just gave me the answer. No, I, w- I, was saying, I was saying whether it was true or false, oh, yeah. it's still true for the movie. Oh. But I guess, yeah, that was... Probably pretty easy. I was gonna say. Were you gonna say it anyways? I was gonna say true because I remember yeah. at the end of the movie they like you can tell that they're gonna they're loving each I other. I didn't. I didn't give it away. It's kind of a Tolkien thing to uh. Yeah. To oh, this it. one. Dang, I wouldn't get this one. Oh, you got a slippery laptop. Thank um. You, thank you. What species of moth appears to Gandalf in I, the Fellowship of the I Ring? I like to. I like to spit on my laptop <laughs> and kind of spread it around a little bit. Um. What species of moth appears to Gandalf in the what? Fellowship of the Ring? How would I know? <laughs> I don't know. Well, maybe after I read this, I feel like it might give it. A, it might be easier based on what I think it is. Oh, okay. Hawk moth. Oh. Hummingbird moth. Clothes moth or Emperor gum moth. <laughs> I mean, I guess hawk moth probably. That's what I was gonna guess. Yeah. <laughs> um. Which of these Oscars categories did the Fellowship of the Ring not win? Best Original Score, Best Film Editing, Best Hair and Makeup, or Best Visual Effects? Um, huh. It would have to have won score. Yeah. Film and Makeup, I think. Uh, it has to either be editing. It would have to be editing because let me think. Yeah, it would have to be editing because they had a lot of that, uh, um, sh- uh, like uh, Hobbit, like shrink or smaller, <coughs> smaller. Uh, yeah, Hobbits so, and so that's the one they didn't win. No, I think they didn't win ha- uh, editing, original editing. Yeah, best editing, not original editing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. In the for the number ten. Yeah, this is the last one, right? Mm-hmm. Who said this? Even the smallest person can change the course of the future. Gandalf, Aragorn, Galadriel, or Elrond? I feel like it's Galadriel, actually. In that's the, that's the, what I would guess. During the mirror, 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 during the mirror of Galadriel scene. Okay. You can scroll up. It's, okay. It gave us the answers. It gave us the answers. Okay. Okay. Let's look. For the first question, which I asked you, you got right. You said it was Tom Bombadil left out of the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What does Arwen mean in Elfish? It does mean noble maiden. Congrats. Yeah, How yeah, old yeah. is Gandalf supposed to be in the trilogy? It is 2000. Yep. Yeah. What's the name of Smeagol's best friend? Yep, Deagle. Yeah. Cousin. Which member of the fel- <laughs> which, <No>. member, <laughs> which member of the fellowship kills the most orcs throughout the film? It was Legolas. Yeah. I it. agree with you that it's probably Aragorn. Yeah. Which member of the Fellowship did not get a tattoo to commemorate the film? It was John Reese davies Dang. No! <sighs> that's okay. That was tough because that's not a Middle Earth question. Yeah. True or false? In the books, Farmer marries Aowen. True. Yeah! Oh, what the frick? <laughs> what species of moth appears to Gandalf <laughs> in Fellowship of the Ring? It is not the hawk moth. No! Dang. It was the emperor gum moth. <laughs> oh, what the heck? <laughs> How would I know that? I don't yeah. <laughs> Uh, which of these Oscar categories did the Fellowship of the Ring not win? Are you ready for this? Yep. Best film editing. You got yeah! it. Yeah. And the last one, who said this? Even the smallest person can change the course of the future. It was Galadriel. Nice, dude. Yeah! We got all of them except for the ones I had to answer. Hey, but that, <laughs> but those ones are hard. Those two didn't have to do with Middle Earth because um, Tolkien doesn't specify that it's a Emperor Gum Moth. Yeah. Uh, 
And he also doesn't specify which of the <laughs> fellowship didn't get a tattoo. We're going to do this one. This one's 11 questions. Oh, another we'll make one, this dude. Quick. Wow. 11 questions. Ah, uh, hey, trivia hour. Yeah. yeah. Time. 11 questions. Which Lord of the Rings race are you? Quiz. <laughs> oh, do you want to quiz me or do you want me to quiz you? We'll do it both. Well, here, what's what's it on? Bino.com. What is it called? What? Which loader race are you? Loader race. It'll probably pop up. Pretty easy, pretty easy. Okay, we'll both take it and then uh what's it on? Bino Oh, I found it. Eleven questions, which Yeah, which loader okay. race are you? Okay. First question. we'll ask each other basically. Mm-hmm. So my results will be for you and your results will be for me and we'll share them at the end. Okay. So I answer and you put my answer in? Yeah, I'll okay, ask yeah, we'll we'll ask each other the questions and at the end we re- okay, I'll tell you what race you are and you tell me what race I am. Okay. okay. Where do you like to hang out? A magical forest, an adorable village in various dimensions in the mountains. Um I would like to live in a magical forest, please. Magical forest? Yeah. I'm stuck between adorable village and the mountains. Um Well, you got to go somewhere. Hmm. I do the mountains. Okay. Okay. Pick a weapon. You can read the Bow and arrow, my feet, <laughs> I'm a fleer, not a fighter, staff, or a cudgel. I do bow and arrow. What about you? I would do the same. Nice, dude. Pick a meal. Pick a meal. Mana, third breakfast. Is mana even in? I guess mana's just bread. Yeah, it's just bread. Mana, yeah. third breakfast. I don't need much food. Hobbits? Huh? Hobbits is... <laughs> huh? Does that mean hobbit meals, or do you eat I hobbits? I think that means eat hobbits. I'm going to go with third breakfast. Yeah, me too. I'm not going to eat okay. some hobbits. <laughs> How do you like to travel? Swiftly by stealth, slowly by foot, magically by wind, or as part of a deadly or- horde? Hmm. I would say slowly by foot for me because I like hiking a lot, and that's just kind of taking your time and walking. So Yeah, me too. Okay. we got to stop picking the same answers. <laughs> yeah. uh, what item clothing are you most likely to wear? Uh, headband, <laughs> jerkin, big pointy hat. I just smear mud on my head. I'm going to go with jerkin. Uh, I'll just go big pointy hat then. Gotcha. Yeah, make a little Totally different. random question. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> do you prefer to be with friends or are you more of a loner? Bo- bo- uh, loner. Boner. <laughs> Sorry. I'm more of a loner, I guess. Swing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of a boner. Yeah. Uh, this, my totally random question for you. Which of these brands do you think is cool? <laughs> okay. There's a lot of them. Okay, you ready? The answer is it depends on what I'm doing. I always want my friends. I tend to be alone or I eat my friends. Depends on what I'm doing, I guess. Um, yeah, me too. Okay. Well, here, this I have a total. My totally random question is different than yours. Oh. This is which of these brands do you think is cool, and you can pick as many as you want. So I'll just there's a bunch. So I'll read through them and you just say yes or no. Okay. Pizza Hut. You think no. it's cool? Okay. Coca Cola. Yes. Carl's Jr. <laughs> no. Uh, for people outside the U.S., that's just a fast food restaurant. Yeah. Mini brands. What? No. Uh, Shake Shack. Yeah. I've never had it, but I know it's really cool. <laughs> the Gap. <laughs> no. Converse. Yeah. Xbox. Yeah. Twitch. No. Uh, kinder, like the Kinder bars. Yeah. The candy. Yeah. Okay. You ready to submit? Yeah. And then I'll do the same thing for you. Oh, wait. Another totally random question. Jeez. Are you a boy, a girl? I prefer not to say. Which one do you want? A boy. A boy. Um, totally random question. Which of these brands do you think is cool? Microsoft. Uh, sh- yeah. Hershey's. 
Yes. Steam. Like the no the game thing. I'm not into that. Squishmallows. No. <laughs> New Balance. Yes. Yes. Starbucks. No. Taco Bell. No. Puma. No. Oculus VR. I want one, so I'll say yeah. <laughs> Five think. Guys. Yeah. Bur- burgers yeah. and fries. Mm-hmm. I love Five Guys. Yeah. Uh, totally random question. Are you a boy, a girl? <laughs> I'd prefer not to say. I'm a dude. Or what is this? <laughs> You're I'm a boy. boy okay. Is the next one, how old are you? How old are you? <laughs> I'm older. 16 is the highest. I'm older. Okay. Um, okay. Wait, this doesn't have to do anything with the quiz. It just gives you like... No, it literally it literally <laughs> says it, it doesn't affect your answer. It oh, just, okay. Yeah. Do you prefer to be with friends or a loner? Uh, it depends on what I'm doing. Depends on what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, Are you a goodie or a baddie? Ooh. I... We got to say the answers. Neither, <laughs> goodie, both, or baddie. I'm a goodie. Yeah, I'd probably be goodie too. Sometimes I'm naughty, but it's not, <laughs> it's not it's not evenly balanced. Oh, okay. I'm a goodie. Mm-hmm. Okay, what is your best feature? That's a disturbing picture. <laughs> yeah. What is your best feature? My pointy ears, my big feet, my long hair, or my sharp teeth? I don't know. I I would say my best feature, based on, on these, would be my ha- my yeah, hair because I've got hair. I've got kind of wavy hair a little bit. So long hair, kind of nice. What's your favorite color? Green, uh, brown, silver, black. Well, there's more colors than that. <laughs> yeah, I would probably go with green. Ah, dang, me too. <laughs> dang, we're gonna be the same. What's um, what is the most annoying thing about you? Read, you read them. I can be smug. I can take too long at meal times. I can go over to the dark side. I'm a bit whiffy. <laughs> These are. <laughs> what would um, you answer? I'm just gonna say I can go over to the dark side. I guess. Okay, I would say I can take too long at meal times. I feel like I eat fast, so. Yeah. And finally, pick a pet. Cat, dog, bird, spider. Why dog. is it a picture of an armadillo, <laughs> then? <That's laughs> I'm so. picking dog. Uh, bird. Bird. Classic. Bird. Okay. You want to say at the same time? What, it brought me all the way to the top. Oh, mine. Right after I clicked it, it just brought me to the answer. Did I not answer one? I did the first one. did the second one. did third one did the fourth just listen to Chris taking his time I did the sixth the seventh oh I didn't do the seventh you said you were a goodie right yeah okay there you go okay what what ready yeah three are you are we saying it at the same time yeah three two one you're elf. a hobbit oh you got an elf that kind of makes sense it I makes feel sense like. yeah. yeah so I'm a hobbit you're an elf yeah nice I wonder what we only had like two different answers yeah so. And honestly, hobbits aren't too different from elves, so they're just shorter. Yeah. Okay, but, I yeah. think that's enough of these. We could probably there's a ton of those different quizzes, so we could keep doing. We do those. one each week. Yeah. So that was uh that was pretty fun actually. So yeah, uh, thank you guys for listening to this episode. Sorry yes. if it went a little little long today, but I uh, think this is actually a little shorter than oh la- well last episode went a little long, so this is oh, probably so more yeah regular so, uh, time. <laughs> Uh, okay. It's more regular. <laughs> yeah, anyways, thank well, you guys you know, for... I think it's pretty long. Well, <laughs> size you know, doesn't matter. I guess it's just well. like compared to the average, it's pretty long. <laughs> yeah. Swing! <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, th- thank you guys for listening today. Um, uh, this is our 51st, so everything yeah, is downhill from here. Yeah. Um, we'll be back with probably the re-recording of um, the first episode we've ever done. Yeah! With better sound quality mm-hmm. and hopefully better jokes. 
in better vibes. In better vibes. And we will also, since we've been talking about it, probably do a history of Gondor and whatnot uh, just to kind of get you guys all caught up. And then we will, or we are, planning on doing a read-through of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Um, kind of doing a yeah deep dive into those like we did with The Hobbit. So mm-hmm. look forward to that. Um, yeah. So mm-hmm. thank you guys for listening. Bye. And see you later.